That was Tears of the Osprey by Nalio featuring Sandor Gavin on vocals. Thank you again for sending that to me. All right, my name is Karen Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. And tonight, my guest of honor is Dana Jean Phoenix. She's been one of my favorites for quite a while. Uh, in the meantime, you know who else is one of my favorites? Of course you do. Michael Oakley. He's got an album coming out uh, in May, actually. And uh, this is the first single that he's coming out of the gate with. And it's absolute fire. This is, is there anybody out there? <laughs>
that was Is Anybody Out There by Michael Oakley coming out of the gate hot. Damn. Can't wait for that album coming in May. All right. Up next, we have a new single from N84 with a vocalist, Cabo, called uh, Remembering It Well.
I'd leave that old hourglass on its side So time stands still That was The Widow's Homes by Bright Falls, the Phoenix Remix, turning that alt-rock song into a synthwave song. I don't know if my mic is any better. I don't, it doesn't look like it, but coming up next, I want to hear that Sam Haynes single again. He got Jenna Learoyd doing vocals for him now, and Gary Bennett once again on guitar, and a track called Haunted by You. And I'm 
producers Sam Haynes, Jenna Learoyd on vocals, and Gary Bennett on guitar. What a power team. I love that. All right. Dana Jean Phoenix is coming up next. But, of course, I'm going to introduce her with one of her own songs, the titular track from Megawave, the album that she did with Power Nerd. I absolutely love this.
And that was Mega Wave by Dana Jean Phoenix and Power Nerd from their last album together, Mega Wave. And of course, my guest of the hour is Dana Jean Phoenix herself. It's about time, isn't it? Hello. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Goodness. I feel like I've been your fan for so long, and it's just amazing to me that I'm just now getting you on the show. It's crazy. Well, I remember the first time we officially met, and that was um, in Toronto when Outland had the mega show there. We met, um, I think it was before the show we met. Yeah, I actually remember it very clearly because uh, I think I saw you for the first time. You were talking to Andy last, mm-hmm. and uh, you were sitting and talking. I was kind of looking, going, should I go say hi? Maybe. <laughs> And then he was uh, powdering you, and I saw the camera. I'm like, oh, they're they're about to do a thing. But I was still, like, staring. <laughs> he turned right. around and saw me, and you're like, hi. I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm not staring like a weirdo. I'm just, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. We met uh, later outside by the DeLorean, and we got some pictures together. So that was That's fun. right. Oh, th- that was such an epic night, and what great memories. It was so great to meet you that night. Yeah, and I was I was front row for your performance. That was fun. Yes, I do recall that. That you know, it's it's so funny because that night is a little bit of a blur. Not only was it just so much fun and there were so many great people and it was such a blast and it was so freaking hot. Like the yeah. temperature, it was so humid and sweltering. But um, there are certain moments of that night that I remember just so super well. And I remember you being in the front row and just like partying and dancing. And there's no greater feeling as a performer to be, you know, rocking it on stage and seeing the crowd just react in such a great way. And it's definitely a two-way street. The energy that the crowd gives me feeds my performance and, you know, hopefully vice versa. Um, I'm putting on a show that's making kind of an impact on other people and helping them to have a great time. So I just remember that and you're awesome for your incredible support. It was so much fun. You were such a performer, like that energy, it it shows you put it into just every note. (laughs) I remember that night. I was like, yo, I'm going to wear my leather jacket and look all cool. Like I can handle the heat. I've, uh, I've played some pretty intense hot shows before in the middle of summer and then I think it was like three songs and I was like, yo, this jacket is coming off. <laughs> it's go time. Um, yeah, it was so much fun that night. Yeah, you looked great. You had the silver shirt on and you light up everything. The shoelaces, the crown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jareth, your, your uh, guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, well, I want to be lit up like a, a Christmas tree. It's a synth wave Christmas with, uh, with my shows. The more lights, the better. I agree. I love a good spectacle. And what I love even more is like the performance that justifies it, you know, so it doesn't look like, I don't know, all glitz. I don't know. Right. No, I know what you mean. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Yeah, I want to make sure that uh, if there's a little bit of flash there that, you know, you have the performance to, to back it up. And hopefully you strip away everything you need at the root of everything to have a great show. Uh, entertaining show so that's that's definitely always the focus for me is putting on the best show I possibly can and again just making that connection with people those moments in time that hopefully stand out in people's memories and stay with them for years to come oh they have (laughs) they have so far (laughs) and hopefully we can do it again you know eventually when uh, it's safe to do so I look forward to that very much yeah did you have plans for that that had to get cancelled or anything? Yeah, I was going to head back out to Europe uh, last, uh, I guess it was late spring, 
um, and a bunch of those dates had to be postponed or um, canceled. Um, so hopefully looking to head back out to Europe um, soon-ish. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be making some announcements soon uh, about uh, when we'll be able to play shows again. Yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, speaking of uh, live performances, um, I think I caught your your last one was with Synth Valley, Synth Valley Stream Fest. That's right. Yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah thank you for tuning into that. That was uh, that was so fun to put together. Oh yeah, I always tune into that one because it airs in my time zone, six p.m. West Coast. I, I try to tune into the UK ones too, but they're always like in the morning. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the beauty of those, most of them, you can I bet that you can go back and, and watch at a later time. Oh yeah, the Synth Valley, uh, they stay on the Starfare Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go back. You can go back and watch it and see all the comments that people made about you. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> no, I did not. That's so crazy. Uh, really cool though. He's put a really cool special night together. I remember tuning into the other performers that night and just being floored by the artists, the performances. Um, gosh, it was, it was so much fun to see everybody do their thing. And uh, yeah, Starfarer, like props to him for facilitating that. He's really put together a fun, cool night. Yeah, he's been doing it like once a month. I don't know, I don't know how he keeps up. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, props to him for, for putting it on uh, once a month. That's that's great. We need that right now. Yeah, and it's a great balance of like artists that we already know and love and new ones that I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for another live stream in the future, maybe? Yeah, something I'd really like to do. Um, as summer kind of approaches, I'm, I'm really keen to just uh, take some time to get outside and enjoy. <laughs> you know, we've been locked up inside for so long now. Um, I'm keen to get outside and enjoy the summertime. Um, but yeah, definitely some plans to, to do another live stream because I think, you know, that's going to be our reality for the next little while. Uh, what about, let's see, do you have something you're working on at the moment? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm working on um, material, like solo material for an upcoming EP. Um, which is really okay. exciting. Um, no set date for that yet. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, sketching and drafting some things out. But, you know, it's certainly been a tumultuous year for, for so many of us. And uh, there's always a bit of a self-empowerment spin to my songs and my music. So I've just sort of been pouring a lot of those thoughts into into some songs and lyrical ideas um, to sort of channel, you know, what I've learned throughout the course of this year because it's been, I guess, life altering. It's actually been there've been some positives to this year as well. I think it's really allowed me to sort of take some time and, and realize, um, you know, what's most important in life and um, how important family is as well. Uh, it's kind of been nice to take a step step back and kind of reassess some things. So no doubt uh, some of those thoughts are going to work their way into some upcoming material. Um, but all, you know, wrapped up in the, the same sort of self-empowerment uh, package that I, uh, that I always like to release my songs uh, in. I love that. I, it's no coincidence that it just got me working out. I know it's not really workout music, but just that <laughs> internal empowerment. That's where I need it. That's what I need is the motivation to just be my best self, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was uh, my fitness that I was really focused on. And just It was pixel dust. I had it on repeat. <laughs> 
amazing. Most of it. I mean, I don't work out to songs like Far and Away. That wasn't really, you know, get my right. blood moving. But I do <laughs> love that song. Do some yoga to Far and Away. That's, that's what cool down. <laughs> no, that means a lot to me. Some of my favorite albums are, are albums that I love to just like go running to or, yeah, just to, to jam out to, do some home workouts. <laughs> You've got uh, other projects coming out where you're collabing with new people? Yeah, I've been uh, busy the last couple months um, collaborating with uh, different peeps. Uh, it's been really exciting. I featured on a Michael Oakley track recently, so that's all maybe perhaps a bit hush-hush right now, but uh, you can look yeah. forward to that. He's got a new album coming out very soon, um, which I've, I've heard some sneak peeks, and it's sounding yeah. incredible. We're actually, um, we don't know this at the time that we're recording it, but by, by now I'll have played his new single, on the 15th, mm. right before our interview. So we're going to hear that. He did He did uh, show me the one with you. <gasps> yes. That was just so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> that was that day. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really, uh, it's been really cool to work with uh, Michael Oakley on that and be a part of that. Um, I'll be collaborating with uh, Taurus 1984 on their upcoming album, which uh, I've heard some sneak peeks and it is sounding mm. amazing. So I'm really excited about that. And a YouTuber by the name of Andrew Huang, he's um, he's got a huge following, um, and he's an incredible artist. I collaborated with him on a few songs. Uh, actually, one is uh, released now. It's uh, called Liftoff, and he's um, he's in outer space right now, and it's a mega jam. So awesome. y'all need to check that out, Andrew Huang on YouTube. He's the real deal. So I'll also be collaborating with Power Nerd and Addictum's new duo project. Uh, they're both based out of Vienna, and uh, that project's called Shades of Thunder. So I'm really excited to collaborate with them as well. Awesome. Wow, you're busy. <laughs> it's been a busy year. Yeah, a really busy year. I'm grateful for just being able to continue to do what I love, which is music, over the course of such a crazy year. That's uh, There's been a lot in flux and a lot of changes, but uh, music has always been a constant, and I'm so grateful for that. Cut underneath.
Spotify, I found your library goes back as uh, far as 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely existed before Synthwave. I mean, right. Yeah. If that wasn't apparent by the performance. But I, I can tell you've been doing it for a while. So I've been meaning to ask about like your history. Yeah, I've been really fortunate to work with some incredible people. I, I started out uh, sort of as a backup singer when I first um, started touring I suppose like early days um, I was going to jazz school studying jazz vocals and I used to go to open mics almost every night which wasn't really encouraged uh, at school because you know school is supposed to be the focus and the priority but um, I was like man I want to go meet people I want to see some live music I want to get it I want to feel inspired and so I would go out to either a show or an open mic almost every night and get up on stage and sing and it's just such a great way to meet people and develop I guess confidence on stage and uh, find my voice as a singer and I met some really cool people I ended up booking my first tour from one of the open mics that I sang at it was an international tour with um, a big artist over here her name is Julie Black and uh, she's like the queen of R&B here in Canada and so I I remember auditioning for her and like the very next day they were like pack your bags we're going to the US we're doing some touring we're jumping on a tour bus and yeah we toured all over mostly Canada but we went into the States as well so that was a crazy learning experience like right outside of school you know big lavish tour buses and you know five-star hotels I was like this is great (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then from there meeting other musicians and I became a a lead singer for a time with a band here called God Made Me Funky which is sort of like a funky electro funk project um, very similar to like the Black Eyed Peas kind of vibe Um, and we toured all over and that's where I really learned uh, or developed my stage chops because the music is you know really energetic really dancey and basically our shows were like jumping around for an hour (laughs) while just belting and and having the biggest party on stage I definitely learned about stamina uh in those (laughs) days uh it was a really great learning experience formative years and then uh yeah from there it was just sort of a natural progression to synthwave because I've always been into sort of the electro funky side of things I've always loved 80s music and 90s music I'm a 90s child and um so it just felt really natural when I stumbled upon some producers on SoundCloud like Betamax and Sunglasses Kid and Robots with Ray Guns and yeah started uh, singing on those tracks and uh, just sort of snowballed from there it was a really kind of organic progression and uh, it just felt right I just knew from the first couple of collabs I did uh, that this is kind of where I wanted to go direction wise with my music and I'm so grateful that I was able to connect with those people because you know I have been fortunate I have played in a lot of different projects and bands and I've played some pretty incredible shows but yeah nothing compares to a synthwave show the vibe is just always the best the people are just so cool all of the you know the venue staff the promoters the artists the supporters who come to the shows to you know support us artists just everyone's so mad cool so you're always guaranteed such a fun hang and good time at a synthwave show and it's a it's a really special atmosphere so I feel so lucky to be a part of it I- I agree. It's amazing. I mean, there's a reason I flew out from Seattle to to Toronto just to see that show. Mm. Going back deeper in your history, do you remember how old you were when you picked up your first instrument? I guess that would include your voice too when you started singing, your your first inclination towards music. Do you Mm. remember that? Yeah, I 
as soon as I could talk, I was singing around the house and trying to imitate. That's really how I learned how to sing, was imitating different singers that I was listening to. Madonna, Janet Jackson, even some like show tune stuff like Julie Andrews. I would try to imitate her and um, opera stuff that I would hear. Uh, my parents always played a, an eclectic mix of music. Um, in the house growing up, jazz singers, I was always trying to emulate them and pick apart like scat solos. And then piano followed, you know, quickly um, after that, um, started playing piano from a really young age. And I think um, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, um, the title track from that album, I remember was the first song that I picked up by ear and learned how to play on piano. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, piano was, uh, was really fun growing up. I loved it. I think my first song I played by ear was Bobby Day, 500 Miles From Home. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Some random. What instrument? A piano. I got mine when I was <gasps> like four. But, you know, it's yeah. just how far I've come with it. <laughs> I didn't have the passion that you had and certainly not the discipline. You know, it's funny because I grew up playing classical piano. And so I was really uh, quite dedicated to that for a while. And on the side, I would always be listening to pop tunes and try to figure them out by ear. But I sort of left piano for a while. In high school, I went to an arts school. It was like totally a fame vibe. Um, you had to audition and it was like dancing and singing and acting. And it was so busy, I remember in high school that I sort of let my piano skills fall by the wayside. But I remember being at jazz school and kind of realizing like, right, I should really pick this back up again because it's such a useful tool as a as a singer, as a musician. So did you come from a musical family or were they just extremely supportive from a very young age? Yeah, always really extremely supportive. Uh, my mom and my dad, they're not trained musicians. Uh, my mom plays violin and my dad plays uh, a mean ukulele. <laughs> but both my parents have incredible voices. Their singing voices are, are really quite amazing. So I'd always hear them kind of singing around the house and my dad has quite a, a good ear for harmony. So he'd always blast tunes uh, like on a road trip and he'd always like sing the bass lines or he'd sing a harmony. And so I really learned how to pick out harmonies through him. Yeah, and they've just always been really supportive. I had grandparents who were quite musical. My grandmother, I think, was the first woman in the Musicians Union in Ontario. Wow. And uh, yeah, my Nana was quite an accomplished uh, piano player as well and, and singer. I guess, yeah, music runs through the family. That's wonderful. Do you uh, do anything besides music? Yeah, I did quite a bit of theater growing up. And I've done theater since in my adult life as well. Done some television, um, bits and bobs, and some voiceover work as well. One thing that people may not know about me is I played hockey for quite a few years in my, my childhood. <laughs> oh, wow. Ice hockey? Ice hockey, yes. Like a good, proper Canadian. <laughs> Were you on a proper team? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an all-girl team, a couple of different teams, because uh, I think I probably played for about, I don't know, six, seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was wicked. It was awesome. I was always the smallest person on the team. <laughs> I, like, didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> what was your position? I was always uh, left defense. Nice. Yeah, defense. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> so, let's see, going back to your uh, your transition to into synthwave, which you kind of found on your own, when you became interested in synthwave, did you find that you pulled more from your influences from the 80s about then? Or had you always done that and just sort of fell into place this time? 
I think I was trying to find my voice as a, as a singer and yeah, I was definitely pulling on some of those retro influences more so than I had ever done before when recording those first songs. But that sort of overarching theme of wanting to write sort of anthems of empowerment uh, was something that I had always tried to do with my music or music that I had been a part of uh, with other projects, which I really loved. I, I gravitated to that sort of energy in music, really lively, fun, uh, but also with a, an empowering message. That stayed pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, it was fun just to kind of relive some of those uh, early influences uh, in the beginning. And I think over time, you, you start to find your footing and your own voice uh, through that. It's been a wild ride. Collaborated with so many incredible producers, and I feel really fortunate. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I can hear some of the influences that you already mentioned, like um, Madonna, Janet mm. Jackson. But um, I think I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm hearing what comes to my mind are, are artists like, uh, do you remember Wilson Phillips, the sisters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their voice, like I've always loved their singing, and I've never really heard anyone like it yeah. until you. Like, I feel like you could sing a good Wilson Phillips cover if you had mine. Oh, I'm honored. Yes. Uh, I used to listen to them when I was growing up. Yeah, killer. I'm honored that you would make that comparison. And of course, Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yes. I know, I know you're solo, but... Oh, yes, all the way. <laughs> Huge influence for sure. No doubt. It's a pixelated life some do not get. Zoning out and streaming doubted
So when uh, when you started getting into synthwave, is that about when you picked up piano again? I had picked up piano prior to that, but I was really glad that I had because it really helped with developing my live show for sure, falling back onto those piano skills. I remember I got the the guitar, or I tried the guitar for the first time a few years after I started synthwave music and uh, just how intuitive it felt. I thought there was going to be a huge learning curve with it, but the first time I held uh, Jareth in my arms, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> This this feels right. Is Jareth your first and only? I have a I have a Jareth too, Jareth Mark too. Because mm-hmm. uh, the other Jareth is getting a little bit old. You know, he's got a little bit of arthritis, so we've got Jareth Mark too. Same model? Yeah, yeah. It's just the more recent model of the uh, Elisa's Vortex. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Which I bought in Vienna, actually. That was a crazy story. Oh, you had to take it back. Well, I both times I've played Vienna, uh, my guitar was lost oh. during the flight over. Uh, the first gig, it luckily had turned up the morning of the gig. That uh, worked out well. The second time I lost my guitar, or the airline had lost my guitar, it hadn't arrived until like five minutes before sound check. Um, and so I was uh, running around trying to find like a guitar that I could borrow. Or um, and Power Nerd, they were great, and uh, the promoter Phil, they were really great. They were asking around, trying to find me a spare guitar that I could use for the show. But I thought, you know what? Let me just buy. <laughs> a new one while I'm over in Vienna and uh, yeah that's where I got my my second guitar was Vienna mm-hmm. and then lo and behold uh, my original guitar arrived five minutes before a sound check so <laughs> that was that was exciting <laughs> and I was like what else I got two guitars there are worse things did you perform with the new one no I performed with the old one because they were a little bit different in, in feel and attack mm-hmm. so yeah, I decided to stick with uh, what I know for, for now. So uh, before Synthwave, had you really explored the the one-person synthesized orchestra feel yet? No, I'd always played with multiple musicians on stage. Uh, and I remember wondering, like, uh, I really want to do these shows solo, but I don't know if I can pull it off. And so I um, booked a few kind of low-stake shows at some local record stores and coffee shops and just sort of practiced and developed my live show from there. Found my footing with that and uh, and then started to book some bigger shows. So it was a really great way to learn. It's fun. It's it's really fun to be running everything myself. There's a great kind of sense of, I guess, empowerment kind of uh, related to my music in general. It's quite empowering to be up there and to be, you know, running everything. And yeah, I love it. And literally in control of every aspect of the song. <laughs> And, and it's great because I really love the energy of feeding off of like other musicians' energy on stage. Uh, there's something really special about that. But because the enthusiasm of people in the crowd is so incredible at synthwave shows, you know, it's uh, still very much got that, um, you know, great back and forth and that exchange of energy, which is really special. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of the times because we realize that whoever we're seeing on stage, whether we know them very well or not, is usually somebody on their own, doing their own thing. Most of the time, they were doing it by themselves, you know, in their bedroom on their computer. Yeah. And now they've taken it to this level where they're entertaining an entire room. Yeah. Yeah. And though in your case, I could tell that you must have done something before Synthwave. And, and now we have the story. Like, yeah, you've been doing music for a long time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've been really lucky. Yeah. It's great though. There are so many people that constantly blow my mind. The other aspect of Synthwave shows that I love is is getting to share the bill with so many incredible musicians and performers. So it's really an honor and uh, it's always really inspirational to see everyone's uh, set. And uh, yeah, everyone's just crushing it. I've met so many incredible acts and, and artists and got to share the stage with a, a lot of them in terms of like Mecha Mako, we've performed uh, our collabs a couple of times and uh, Yordi, Time Cop 1983, we've performed at a couple of shows together. Uh, Power Nerd, uh, we've performed uh, twice in Vienna together. So it's that's really fun for me. Yeah, I actually remember that. You, you were on stage for like a song or two for a couple of different artists at Outland. Hmm. And uh, yeah, Time Cop was one of them. What's yeah. that song? Dreams. I love that song. That's right. Yeah, that so was much. so fun. That was so fun. <laughs> I think that song by itself, I had it on a loop for a while. That was my first Dana Jean Phoenix, but I didn't know what you'd done beyond that because I knew that occasionally an artist might hire a, a vocalist, maybe. I don't know how much involvement they have in this song. And then I heard Pixel Dust. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. Oh, well, thank you for always being there and, and supporting and you know following my music. It's been so awesome. Yeah, well worth the trip to Toronto to see that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, Outland Man, they, I mean, I'm really lucky to be on their label, Outland Recordings, uh, with this album with Power Nerd, Megawave. Um, and I've done a couple of live shows with Outland, two over in London, UK, and of course mm. the Toronto show. And those guys are the best. They put on the most epic night for both the performers and the audience members. They make it an experience and they they do it up with such heart and such passion and such good vibes. Like they're just Stu and Brett. They're good people. And uh, yeah, man, it's always such a blast. So, you know, when our shows are up and running again, for those who haven't gone to an Outland show, you need to check it out. You need to go. Yeah, absolutely. This is normally the part of the show where I ask about tours and oh, yeah. know, there isn't any of that. Yeah, it's kind of awkward because I've got a show, I guess I could maybe talk about it. Um, I've got a show with Outland uh, July 24th, but I think it's planning to still go ahead, but... Um, Is that the Retrowave Deluxe? Yeah, yeah. I hope it goes ahead. Yeah, we're all kind of following along. We're all aware that everything that's scheduled right now is mm. tentative. Yeah, and I'm supposed to go back to Vienna in October, so we'll, we'll see about that. Nice. Yeah, because the show that we were supposed to do last year in, oh gosh, I think it was supposed to be for May or June, got postponed to October of 2020. And so now it's tentatively booked for October uh, of this year. Oh, okay. Do you have a dream city where you would like to perform? Hmm, oh, that's a great question. Or a dream tour with a list of stops that you've been meaning to make, either is Seattle. Is yeah, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle is a dream. Yeah, that is the dream. I'd love to play Seattle. I've heard so many great things about the city. I've always wanted to visit. Um, so that's high up on my list for sure. Yeah, the scene here is growing. Mm, yeah, that's really great to hear. Was there like a, um, a curated night that was happening prior to the locked or the COVID? 19? Yeah, there was a Neon Rose Fest, which um, happened in November 2019, and uh, they were going to do it in August mm. 2020, and then of course that didn't happen. Right, yeah. And now they're not talking about it at all anymore, just because they don't want to try to plan something that right. 
at this point. Yeah, hard to do that when uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. But um, Neon Rose Fest is something that happens two nights in Portland, one night in Seattle. Mm. Sometimes they have the same artists play Seattle in one of the Portland shows. Mm. Some of them will do that. And then Vancouver is the next. Vancouver, BC Mm. is the next stop. Yeah, I've played uh, some, I played a show. Oh no, I guess a couple of shows with other projects that I was in uh, prior to Synthwave. Vancouver's a great city. I'd love to play a Synthwave show there. Helsinki is a place I've always wanted to visit. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd love to play Helsinki. Uh, gosh, yeah, a lot, a lot of places in Europe that I haven't gone yet that I'd love to love to play, and so many places I I have played that I feel so lucky uh, to have played. I would love to go back. Like Amsterdam Night Arcade was incredible. Um, Tech Noir in Berlin. I played a show with Nina, and that was a blast. Um, last year, I think it was, or maybe two years ago now. Yeah, London, of course. I played London, Vienna, uh, Warsaw. Yeah, so many great places. I'd love to go back. Yeah, you know, Helsinki Synth City Festival is on my bucket list, too. Mm. And I think they do that in September. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be every September. I mean, the last one was 2019. And then, well, you know what happened then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did that show with Nina and Robert Parker. So they have the headliners that come from out of the country. Yeah. And then they back it all up with the, the Helsinki artists. I think that would be fun. I'd come out to see you play that. That would be fun. Love that. Yeah, that show looked incredible. I remember, yeah, seeing uh, some of the footage that Nina had shared on her Instagram and uh, Robert Parker, and it looked so crazy, like so awesome. So I'd love to love to play that.
Who does Dana want to collab with that you've not collabed with before? Ooh, that's a good Can be question. in or out of Synthwave. Boy, oh boy. That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, Droid Bishop. I think he would be incredible to collaborate with. I would mm -hmm. love to collaborate with, uh, with Beckett. I think he's so super funky. I love it. And oh, yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. Like Alpha Chrome Yayo. I, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I saw his set the night of uh, the live stream I did with Starfarer's night, Synth Valley. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was blown away. I was like, yo, this guy is amazing. I was so glad that he was a part of the lineup. I'm a huge fan now. <laughs> yeah, we love him. He's He's got his own thing going. Yeah, man. Like, I know his first couple singles were along the lines of Synthwave, and then he started using, like, Sega Genesis sounds. And yes! Very ethereal music. And he's even got some just straight-up piano songs that I'm addicted to, just because a good song is a good song. Totally, and he's got like some jazzy vibes too uh, in his music. Uh, it's just great. All the all the samples that he uses. It's just so fun. Yeah, he had a his black tie affair, a, a Bandcamp live stream concert, which um, mm -hmm. I didn't know they did until he put one on. But apparently, Bandcamp will now allow you to sell tickets to your own live stream show, and they'll host it for you and everything. Yeah, yeah, that is so cool. That'd be great. You should host a live stream festival. I mean, why wait for someone else to do it? Are you? Did you say me or or him? You, yeah, you. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's have a party. I'd love that. Yeah, we've been thinking about all the different ways to to get people live. I know Night Ride hosts. Uh, we do have an OBS stream where we can host video, mm. and we hosted um, what was it? Something recently, uh, Space Jams. They had uh, some interviews and live performances, which were pre-recorded, but broadcast to everybody at the same time yeah just looking at our options that would be fun that would be fun yeah crazy yeah anything's possible now so we live in an exciting time obviously live shows would be great but um i think we'll hopefully see a lot more live streams as well as a result of this and i think that's also like a really cool creative way to connect with people maybe who can't travel to see gigs so i look forward to seeing how that develops over time as well yeah me too and I don't think, you know, at this point, nobody has to wait for a space like you do with a venue. Uh, you could start your, your own and people will show up. I think Alpha Chromeo proved that. Mm, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, his song, And That, My Friends, is what I call golf, is uh, oh my God. <laughs> one of my all-time favorites now. <laughs> pump yes. up jam. You were talking about, like, pump up jams? Like, yo, that's mine. Oh, I was talking with him about that song. I'm like, you know what that reminds me of? The menu screen from a... Uh, uh, Pilot Wings 64. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with that game? No, but I can just picture it because I played N64 a great deal when I was coming up. So I can imagine. I played a lot of GoldenEye and uh, and Mario Kart. <laughs> Those were my pretty much the only two games I played. I remember there's a there's a, uh, a venue here in Toronto called Dundas Video right across the street from Tilt. Um, I don't know. Were you did you visit Tilt when you were in Toronto? Oh, briefly, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dundas Video had uh, a bunch of, like, OG Nintendo. Was it uh, Nintendo? I guess it was Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was Super Nintendo. And uh, Andy Last and I were playing a good game of uh, Mario Kart. And I was like, this is way harder than I remember it. Like, it's <laughs> not responding to my controls. That's the excuse I'm sticking to. Anyways, I was brutal. <laughs> oh, 
yeah, I'd, I encourage people to uh, go check out um, Shades of Thunder on Facebook and Instagram to stay tuned uh, on upcoming music from them. That, that of course, is Power Nerd and Addictum. And uh, as well, stay posted um, to Michael Oakley for his upcoming album. It's going to be Cray Cray. And Taurus 1984, their album will be dropping um, soon. And uh, stay posted uh, to them uh, via Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, because that upcoming album is uh, is going to be pure fire. And uh, yeah, just really exciting to see all of the incredible music that's coming out. Um, Shoutouts to my label mate, Laura Dre. She's incredible. She's uh, signed to Outland Recordings, and she's got uh, some great music out. So I encourage everyone to go check around wonderful person too that's really lovely well so are you i asked you if you want to add anything about yourself and you go plug in your friends i mean that's so sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely uh there are some i'm actually holding up uh, a piece of vinyl right now mega wave on vinyl um it's available on bandcamp through my bandcamp or outland recordings uh there's cassettes available and uh, cds too so um either on a Bandcamp Friday or on a regular day. Uh, it would be so much appreciated for people to go check out uh, the vinyl of the album and to, and to support. Um, I've just been so grateful for the support thus far. Definitely check that out, peeps. Oh, yeah. I've got the, uh, I've got the vinyl and the cassette. Ah, look at you. Thank you for the support. <laughs> I got the... Uh... I got the vinyl through Night City Vinyl in Chicago. Yes. So I didn't have to pay the shipping from that land. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Ah, I remember you did a post about that. It was so cool. Yeah. I was just so grateful because now they're carrying releases from, you know, Europe and Australia. Yeah. That normally I'm paying like 50 bucks just to get it to my doorstep, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's great that there are other options out there. It's great to have a physical copy. I think it just makes the experience that much more uh don't know fulfilling perhaps that's how i feel as a listener anyway and it encourages you to sit down and listen to it as an album rather than skipping tracks yeah absolutely i think that's uh can be really important for the listening experience something i certainly did a ton of growing up and uh yeah don't want to ever lose that besides something about having the album artwork in hand while you're listening oh for sure yeah yeah mega yeah and i I suppose um just uh encourage people to check me out on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook, uh, Dana Jean Phoenix, uh, Twitter as well, just for any upcoming uh, news on collaborations or uh, solo uh, material coming up. And um, my website as well, if you go to www.danajeanphoenix.com, you can uh, check it out there as well. Awesome. Yeah. So there was there was one thing I was wondering that you might not want to answer, but I'll cut it yeah. if you don't. <laughs> Dana Jean Phoenix. Is that a stage name? It um no, it's actually my real name. Phoenix is my mother's maiden name. Uh so I I use it for music because I'm like, yeah, Phoenix is a pretty flashy sounding name. (laughs) My my nana was Jean Phoenix and she was a a, quite a talented singer and pianist. So I guess it uh it also honors her as well. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds like well, it sounds like you could have been born with the name or you adopted it because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. DJP. DJP, that's right, yeah. Right on that. Oh, that reminds me of that picture that I took of your feet on the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must have looked weird while I was taking it, but it was just framed so perfectly. 
It was cool. I remember seeing that photo and I was like, yeah, that's so... I love those sorts of um, photos that, you know, they, they tell a story. It doesn't necessarily give you the full picture, but you can sort of like, create your own scenario, of, you know, maybe what's happening. Yeah, mm. it's, it's cool. Yeah, it was a great photo. You take some great photos of, uh, <laughs> of uh, live shows. I just, I just like to capture the memories. I'm having such a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for for having me on the show. It's uh, it's been such a blast. Thank you. And yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I think it's about time I had you. Yeah. It's nice to to officially connect on the show. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to chat again soon in the future. Definitely. We'll, we'll plan that around like a release or a tour or something so we can really get the word out there. Perfect. I'm game. <laughs> in the meantime, let's play out with uh, something from that Mega Wave album. I love that one. And the other track I really love on there is Figure Me Out. Yeah. That's, and I love the video for that, too. So, <gasps> listeners, if you haven't seen the video, find it on YouTube. She is a Rubik's Cube star. I don't <laughs> know how you... I meant to ask about that, too. What did you pick up the Rubik's Cube for the first time? <laughs> it was a goal that I had uh, 2019. And I had uh, a friend at the time who was also... Uh, doing it as well so we did it in tandem and uh yeah it was just like kind of a cool goal that i had set for myself and um the song figure me out uh was sort of a metaphor for how figuring out a rubik's cube you can sort of liken that to a relationship at times (laughs) sometimes you need to deconstruct things to put them back together and find some clarity in some situations and um yeah it was really fun to incorporate solving the rubik's cube for the video and then mail Power Nerd Patty a matching Rubik's Cube <laughs> so that he could uh, jam with his uh, in Vienna. It was such a fun music video. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear that. Figure Me Out by Dana Jean Phoenix and Power Nerd from the album Mega Wave, still available on Bandcamp and through Night City Vinyl. So thank you, Dana, so much. Thank you. Have a good night. You as well. Ooh, your brain is alive Yeah, just keep in the overdrive Mmm, I got you confused All bemused I'm twisting like a ruby You think you need an alpha Don't feed me that I won't swallow Take it, my love, now it's hollow You are the master tomorrow What the what you think is going on? Right again. 